0: The water for which we may have to look in summertime with a witching rod, in every wheel rut now a brook, in every print of a hoof a pond. Be glad of water, but don't forget the lurking frost in the earth beneath that will steal forth after the sun is set and show on the water its crystal teeth from Robert Frost hello everyone I'm Rob McCall this is the Almanage almanac devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation this is the almanac for April 8th to 15th 2022 the full pink moon and here are some natural events Our opening quotes from Frost's poem, Two Tramps in Mud Time, one of the works that made Frost the premier poet of rural New England for so many years. In spring, it was common for unemployed men to take to the roads looking for farm work, which began to pick up about this time. These tramps went on foot, a much surer way to travel the muddy roads in April than in a car or a buggy. When the frost leaves the ground, it turns the soil into something resembling maybe chocolate pudding, a sticky gooey mess. I remember getting a big old international tractor stuck in a well-known muddy spot at the end of a row in an orchard on the farm where I was employed. Well, this mud hole was well known, but not to me at the time as I was brand new on the job. So I had to walk shyly a quarter mile back to the barn, and I got a smaller four-wheel drive John Deere tractor, and then drove back to the orchard. And I promptly got that one stuck too. After another humiliating walk, I got the big old farm truck in a very long chain and another man to help me and by dint of great effort we pulled everything back onto solid ground. And needless to say that mud hole was then well known to me and I never got stuck there again. This spring has been memorably muddy so far. If you remember we got a good deal of rain last fall after a long drought. And the ground was quite saturated when it froze up, virtually guaranteeing a muddy spring. So take comfort then, the drought is over for now. Here's a field and forest report. April can be a busy time for farmers and tradesmen. The month offers a pleasant window of opportunity between the end of winter and the beginning of black fly season. A good time for outside work. Farmers and gardeners want to get on their land to prepare it for planting, but it's just too wet. So they tend their seedlings and their greenhouses. And really, what could be more delightful than a translucent green pea seedling waving its tendrils, seeking a place to take hold. The tradesmen inspect their tools, chat up prospective clients, trying to line up enough work, but not too much for the months ahead. It helps to have a psychology degree, as so many carpenters seem to. And meanwhile, the blue jays and woodpeckers are calling loudly. Crows are courting, feeding each other, cooing, strutting around the dance of life. Here's the saltwater report. Living along the coast as we do, we're accustomed to some pretty posh pleasure boats hauled to and fro along the roads and moored in the harbor. But these pale when compared to the super yachts of the oligarchs. The owner of Amazon, a large mail-order operation, will pay for dismantling an historic bridge in Rotterdam so his $100 million yacht can sail out. But that, too, pales in comparison to the $700 million yacht docked in Italy that likely belongs to the dictator of Russia. Vladimir the Vampire, who has drained the lifeblood out of his country and wants still more. And here's a rank opinion. It boggles the mind that anyone can enjoy such decadence built with the blood, sweat, and tears of so many. And finally, here's a seed pod for you to carry around with you. This is from John Muir. The world, we are told, was made especially for man, a presumption not supported by the facts. A numerous class of men are painfully astonished whenever they find anything, living or dead, in all God's universe, which they cannot eat or render in some way what they call useful to themselves. It never seems to occur to them that nature's object in making animals and plants might possibly be, first of all, the happiness of each one of them, not the creation of all for the happiness of one.